Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So yesterday we were talking about uh, the scene where Jesus was speaking at the Feast of Tabernacles and we picked it up in John 7 where it said, on the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, if a man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. Lord, we come before you today and we really need your encouragement. Lord, we live in a dry and weary land where there is no water, Father, and we are surrounded by people who are looking for you and who are thirsty, many of whom don't even know what they're thirsty for. So Lord, I pray that you would help us to be lights first to our own children and then to a watching world around us, Lord, that we might um, penetrate the souls of men with the truth of your word. Lord, help us to be thirsty today in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to talk for just a second about why it's important that we teach our children about what this looks like and how and why it's important for us to model it to our kids. The first reason, obviously, is because uh, children need training. And that training and responsibility, the Bible says, falls on to parents. Psalm 58.3 says, even from birth, the wicked go astray and from the womb, they are wayward and speak lies. That's harsh, right? Man, but it's true. Genesis 8, 21, the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart, never again will I curse the ground because of man. And even though every inclination of his heart is evil from childhood, I will, and I will never again destroy all the living creatures as I have done. Wow. The inclination of our hearts, the Bible says, is evil from childhood. And it's the parent's responsibility to teach our kids that, that God has a standard, and that God uh, wants a relationship with them. Because if they don't see us walking with the Lord and being thirsty for Him and finding our strength and our resolve and our uh, conviction from Him, then when they get older, they're going to flounder and not know where to find that. So I want to take it back, take the story, uh, um, pick up the story again of Jesus speaking at the Feast of Tabernacles and keeping in mind that it's important for us to teach our children what it looks like to be thirsty, not only for uh, physical water, but for the spiritual water that comes from what the Bible calls uh, Christ's well, the well of living water. So in John uh, 7, if you skip down to verse 14, you can see that Jesus was being questioned by the temple guards. Now, the Pharisees are pretty mad at Jesus by this point. They have figured out, okay, this guy is riling up the Jews and people, even the Gentiles, are starting to listen to him at this point and they're believing him. And the Pharisees and the the priests in the temple, they don't like that. So they had instructed the temple guards to seize Jesus. They told him, go and get get Jesus. Now, I want you to think for just a minute about who Jesus was speaking to. If you go back a little bit 
farther in the chapter, in John chapter 7, you'll see in verse 14, it says, Not until halfway through the feast did Jesus go up to the temple courts and begin to teach. The Jews were amazed and asked, How did this man get such learning without having studied? Now they continue to to question Jesus. And Jesus at this time, and eventually they sent the temple guards to go and arrest Jesus, which I just find, you know, fascinating. Clearly they were threatened by Jesus' presence there. And Jesus finally said, I love that he says in a loud voice on the on the last and the greatest day of the feast, after he's been questioned and now people are around him, he's drawing quite a crowd to him. He says, if a man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Can you imagine Jesus saying that in a loud voice? He's saying to people who didn't believe, if you're thirsty, come to me and drink. They knew exactly what he meant. Jesus was speaking to his enemies. He was speaking to his enemies. He was surrounded by people who later would actually physically kill him. And Jesus knew this. Now, if you skip ahead to verse 43, now remember I told you that the the Pharisees had instructed the temple guards to go and arrest Jesus. And in verse 43, you can you see, uh, I'm sorry, 45, you see what happened. It says, finally, the temple guards went back to the chief priests and Pharisees who asked them, why didn't you bring him in? Talking about Jesus. And here's what they said. They said, no one ever spoke the way this man does. They couldn't do it. The temple guards had been instructed to seize Jesus, but they could not do it. Why? Because they were undone. They were undone. They knew he was different and they couldn't do it. When was the last time that you were undone by your thirst for God? How often has Jesus spoken to you through friends, through radio broadcasts, through pastors, through books that you were reading, and you were, and you were undone, and you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, I am thirsty for God. I'm thirsty. When was the last time you were undone by your thirst for God? How often have you been offered a drink of that living water and then refused to take it? You see, the big question in raising our kids and even in homeschooling is not how. It's really not. The how is really an aside to what the most important thing is. The most important thing is why. Why are we raising these children in this way? Why is it so important what we teach them about Jesus? And I'll, and I'll tell you why. Um, go with me uh, back to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah was called the weeping prophet. In Jeremiah 2.13, it says, My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. So a cistern, he's saying, he's saying that we've, we've dug our own cisterns, and I believe that we're doing that through the formulas and teachings of men. And they, they steer us toward ideology rather than toward the grace and forgiveness of Jesus, which is the only place that true living water can be found. And so here we are, we're working so hard and we're digging these cisterns and we're trying to do our own thing. We're trying to please the Lord. And we often uh, wind up in the camp of legalism. If we just do this and this and this and this, then our kids will turn out like this. And Jesus is saying, no, you need to come back to me. You need to drink from living water. 
In John 6, 35, Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. You see, everything that Jesus said and did was aimed at the thirsty souls of people, that we might thirst for God and be satisfied through Jesus. And yet, how often are we trying to find our satisfaction in other places and not from the Lord? How often have we shown our children that we're looking for our answer or for solace or we're trying to anesthetize ourselves from the difficulties of this world through things that are never going to satisfy? We do it all the time. The Bible says that our souls will never be satisfied apart from Christ, and our children are no different. Just like we were born to drink from living water that is going to the Word of God every day and asking the Lord to help us start anew, our kids need that same living water in their lives. So busy moms, as you go about your day-to-day and as you think about your responsibility as a mom, be thinking about how you can show your children what it looks like to hunger and thirst for living water. Are you thirsty? Are you really thirsty? If you're not, come back and we'll continue talking about what it looks like to be thirsty. Join me then. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.